2023. Rando banter. Rando banter. Rando banter. Rando banter. Rando banter. Buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) January 17th, 2004. And I know this because my friends and I wrote every detail down after this night that we hung out with Derek Jeter so we would never forget it. Okay, so so I have a lot of de- specific de- details, but it's not because I remember them. It's because I have them written down. <laughs> so I moved to it was Florida. a dark and stormy night. Yeah. <laughs> I moved to Florida in 2003. And at the time, my one of my best friends from college was going for her master's at Florida State. So she would come down, drive down, or I would drive up, you know, every weekend. We'd get to see each other. So she came down this one weekend. And um, I had just started hanging out with this other girl, Jill. She, um, as I mentioned before, we played slow pitch softball and she was dating one of the guys on my team. So the three of us went out one night. We wanted to go to the Hyde Park Cafe. South so, Tampa's finest. Yeah. Well, we didn't know. It, it was our first time there, so we had no idea. So we get there. Okay, so we're hanging out the bottom, downstairs. The bar is two floor bar. We're not really having a good time. and We're considering leaving. So we go up to the bar and we are like kind of finishing our drink at the bar. And the bartender was there and she's like, are you guys alone? And we're like, oh, what do you mean? She's like, is it just like the three of you or like people meeting you? We're like, oh, no, it's just just the three of us. And she's like, oh, do you want to go to a private party with Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan? We're like, um, (laughs) what? She's like, yeah. So so Jeter was hosting his golf tournament, his I don't know if it was an annual thing or, or what, but he was hosting a fundraiser fundraiser golf tournament and they were having a, it was before the golf tournament, like a pre party at this bar that we went to. We're like, um, yes. Cause we're all sports fan. We all, sure. yeah. We all knew who these people were. Who would say no to that? Exactly. So she, she hands us these wristbands and they said goddess on them. So we all put these goddess wristbands on our wrist and the manager walked us up the stairs, like through a couple doors to this like private area. And it was the huge, like, ve- so there's a bar upstairs, huge velvet, like those thick velvet ropes roped off area. Sure enough, Derek Jeter, Michael Jordan are behind this area, like with a bunch of people. Do you know the story? Did I tell you the story? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think I did. Not a lot of, I, again, I'm I not believing it so people, far either, but keep going. Oh, I'm just kidding. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I don't really talk about myself a lot, so not a lot of people know this story, but okay. You are very so, yeah. So all right, so we get up there and they they give like they're having free champagne and strawberries out, you know. So we're like, okay, this is this is so fun. Like we're we're in this and it's a huge area. There's a lot of people. We're like, it's not like intimate. Like it's huge a lot of people hanging out. And they were trying to level the male to female ratio. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly what it was. We didn't oh, have any no. guys with us, so we got to go up. Not, I had no idea. Hmm. So, all right, so we, we're upstairs. We're hanging out, having fun, like, dancing. Um, at one point, we, we snuck. We were, like, hanging out by the velvet ropes, and when security wasn't looking, we went under the ropes, so that we were on the other side. <laughs> So we were kind of like just hanging, like hovering, hanging out with like in the same area mm-hmm. as Jeter and Jordan. And then I had to go to the bathroom. And um, so I go to the ba- I go into the, the bathroom area and there's a guy in there <laughs> and his name was Art. And he started talking to me 
So he ended up coming over to the table and like hanging out with my friend Caroline, Jill, and I. And come to find out, Art is a very good friend of Derek Judah. We had no idea. So And he hangs out in women's bathrooms? Yeah, no, so, so apparently it was not a woman's, it was just a, it was just a bathroom. Okay. <laughs> so both sexes were using the bathroom. Interesting. Really weird. I, I know it was very awkward. Very progressive of them. Yeah. So, so he comes over and he's, so we're hanging out like with him and just dancing, having drinks, like having the best time. Just like, couldn't believe we're in the same room as Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan. Excuse me. So, um, it's like three in the morning. Okay. And he goes, um, he's like, do you guys want to go to a, I forgot how he said it, a private party with Jeter and Jordan? We're like, oh, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, okay. So he, he actually had a, a thing for my friend Jill. So he, he wasn't at the time, actually, I'm sorry. He wasn't with us at the time. He called Jill and he, and he's like, okay. He's like, everyone's leaving. He's like, this is what you guys need to do. He's like, go out, follow everyone out the back door. There's going to be a limo there. Just get in the limo. Just act like you know what you're doing and get in the limo. So like, Who's saying this? Jeter? This guy, Art. No, Art. This oh, guy, okay. Art. Art. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> bathroom Art. <laughs> yeah. Bathroom Art. Bathroom Art. Okay. So, all right. So, so we're like, do you guys, and she's like, do you guys want to do this? We're like, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. So we, we do this. We follow everyone out this outside. We go down these concrete steps. Of course, I slip because I'm freaking clumsy. Like like Megan was saying, yeah, I kind of slipped down the stairs. It's so freaking embarrassing. Yeah, act like you belong here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is me falling down the stairs. So, so we did that. We went down the stairs, opened the door, got in the limo. So, with? I'm sitting. I'm sitting in a limo with Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan. That's They're insane. both in the limo. So they're at the one end of the limo and we're like towards the drivers because the three of us are like, oh my God, I can't believe we just did this. And there are other people. There's, um, so. How big is this limo? Like 20 person or? Probably the biggest limo you can think of. Okay. So his, his, um, assistant Raphael, cause I wrote this down and his girlfriend, they were like sitting near us and they were chatting. They were so nice, like chatting with us. Cause we were all like, I can't believe we're sitting in this Dude, what limo. What the hell are we doing here? Yes. <laughs> we're like, okay, we're just we're just going. And then there were like these kind of I don't want to say skanky girls, but kind of but skanky uh, girls. But skanky girls also in the limo. Jeter and Jordan. And you know who's not in the in the limo? Art. Art is not <laughs> in the freaking limo. Bathroom Art. Yeah, he's in, in the, the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 we we start driving. The, we have no idea where we're going, right? So, um, so we end, we first stop is the Hyatt hotel by the airport and Michael Jordan gets out of the limo. That's what he was saying. He was done for the night. Whatever. He got out of the limo. Cheater's taking the ladies out. Yeah. So the rest of us are just hanging out in the limo. So. Was Jeter talking to anybody or. So it was. Was there a conversation? Honestly, he was, he was so far. Like if, if he was talking, he was chatting with people around him, but he wasn't chatting with us. Like we weren't close enough to have a conversation. What are you saying? Yeah. Yeah. What? Speak up. So, okay. So we get to this like neighborhood in New Tampa, go through the gate. I think it was Avila, but yeah. Right. I I don't remember. It was New Tampa. I don't know. And and we go to this house. We're at Derek Jeter's house. Okay. So, so the three of us are freaking out. We're like, okay, all right, we're going to get out of the limo. And then when everyone goes inside, we're going to, we're going to walk to the gate and get a cab. Like, this is like the coolest thing we've ever done, but like, 
But you're out? We don't, I mean, we don't feel like we belong here. Like, this is, like, they, we weren't invited here by Jeter. Like, this is crazy. So, all right, so we get out of the limo, and every, everyone else gets out, and they go inside. So Jeter walks back outside to, play, to pay the limo driver, and the three of us are just standing outside. And he comes up to us, and he's like, what are you girls doing? We're like, oh, like, we're, we're going to go get a, we're going to get a cab and go home. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like, group hug. And he gives us all a hug. And he's like, no, he's like, just come in and hang out. He's like, we're just hanging out. We're having drinks. Like, just come hang out. Like, we're, I, I promise, like, I'm a nice guy. Like, you don't have anything to worry about. We're like, okay. He says group hug. Group hug. Gives us all a group hug. So, okay. So. Trying to make like, you feel comfortable. Okay. Yeah. And, and total, like really Common nice guy. Like, so we go inside. So we went inside Derek Jeter's house. And it's like, so I even wrote this down. Um, Derek Jeter and 17 girls. No, no, no. There were other guys. Like his Raphael and his girlfriend were there. And okay. then there was another player there. He was an outfielder for the Yankees. But I can't, we didn't write down his name and I can't remember who it was. Okay. Um, Alfonso Soriano, but no big deal. No, because I, I, I wouldn't have known that. Um, yeah. He's white. So, <laughs> okay, so this is what we wrote down. It was a ranch house. Everything was white, all pottery barn furniture, orange pillows, high ceilings. He had a replica World Series trophy. Orange so, pillows. You really got down I, to the I details think, there? Well, we had to. This was the next what morning. We're like, orange? we have to write down everything so we don't forget it. So, okay, so we're inside. And he's like, this is, this is Jeter. He's like, why do you guys, he finds out we're from Boston and then Jill's from Buffalo. He's like, why do you guys hate me? <laughs> that was, and then he was making us drinks, Sprite and Grey Goose in plastic glasses. I wrote this down. Um, and then he was in high school. <laughs> yeah. We're all sitting at his kitchen Island. Not all of us, but we were sitting at his kitchen Island and he was like making us drinks in front of us. Like, Freaking nicest guy. I'm not lying. Like this, this happened. So, um, so then we got a tour of his house. Okay. And he had, we actually did get one picture and I, I, I don't have it. I don't know if Caroline still has it. Um, he told him not to use their phones, right? Yeah. We weren't allowed to take pictures, but we actually snuck one picture and it was, he had a room. It was like his office and he had, uh, framed like Sports Illustrated covers, which included some of Mariah Carey, which was awesome. It was hilarious. And then he also had his um, like plaques and trophies when he was in high school. And in the picture, it was one of his high school plaques. Hmm. Like he got like MVP of the team or something. And he actually had the plaque hanging on the wall. So it was in the picture. So I was like, all right, well, if anyone sees this picture, they're going to know. Mm-hmm. We were at his house. Like, nobody else would have this plaque. So. And you lost the picture? Yeah, I don't I don't have the picture. I don't. I, so I think we lost We it. had it in the flood. We had a flood <laughs> at the townhome. And I lost a ton of nope. stuff. Did I ever. Sh- I don't even know if I ever uh, no. showed. Oh, but, the water heater pipe burst and all of her pictures and some of her awards were lost. In that, yeah. So. Yeah. And then, and I, I've asked Caroline because she actually sent me this um, this document where we wrote document. down everything because <laughs> she put it on a word document. And Was like, it notarized? And everything? <laughs> Wait, Derek Jeter did have a name for you, right? Yeah, he well, he Boston. Yeah, so he, <laughs> yeah, he didn't Boston. know my name. He just called me Boston. 
So, um, yeah, so so we just hung out and then we wrote down, okay, we're like main conversations with Dark Tudor. We talked about the A-Rod <laughs> acquisition. How do you feel about that? Love how you worded I, the acquisition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we wrote that down. We wrote that down. Um, oh, he was excited. Are you kidding? He was so excited to have A-Rod on his team. And then we're yeah, like, but you, you know the falling out later on, right? And they hated This was other. in 2004. No, I know, but I don't know. Maybe he was... Uh, At the yeah, time, he hadn't won a World very, Series in a little while. He's ready to... His favorite movie was Blue Crush, and we actually were making fun of him for oh. that because we were going through his DVDs. He had, like, he had, a, he had Eminem, Jay-Z, and then he had the DVD Blue Crush. Um, that was his favorite movie? <laughs> that was his favorite movie, so we made fun of him for that. And then it got to be... So it got to be, like... So we left the bar, if you guys remember, at 3 a.m. So at 6 a.m., he's like, all right, guys. He's like, my sister is going to be here in like an hour because we have the golf tournament. So he's like, I'm sorry. Like, everyone's got to go. Get out. So we're like, all right. You know, so we're just, we're like, well, we're going to call a cab. And he's like, and he offered to pay for our cab to go home. And we're like, no, that's, thank you so much for like this experience. Like, this is amazing. Like, you do not have to do that. So he actually called the cab for us. And then. And then we just, we paid for it ourselves, but yeah, we took the cab back to Jill's apartment, and then the next day my car was at Hyde Park Cafe. So then we had to take a cab. Or Caroline and I took a cab to my car to get that. But the next day, but yeah, I I spent an eve like a few oh, hours an entire night hanging out with Derek Jeter. <laughs> kind of goes into uh, finding out that I had an older brother. Yeah, which is which is weird because that, that's that was a new revelation. Um, finding out after almost forty years of life, you have an older brother. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, I mean, uh, do you want to get into that? Like, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and it yeah. it's not like uh, you know your mom had a fling and no. or, or your dad had a fling and that no. chick got it, it was your parents' baby. Oh yeah, that they didn't. Like. So so my um, my mother basically straight out of high school. My father. Um, he was, he was given the choice either go to the military, or go to jail. So he went to the military that got a less, less than honorable discharge from the army. And he had to serve, I believe like six months in a military prison, got out, met my mother. Then they ended up, uh, having my older brother and it was 1980. So it wasn't real safe to have like abortions or anything like that. So they said, well, you know, you could die from that. We'll just give the child up for adoption. And then fast forward X amount of years later, for Christmas, my mother says, uh, well, I got you guys a Ancestry.com kit. You guys can do that. And um, yeah, maybe learn more about uh, our family stuff. Not knowing that this was her way of saying, hey, so um, your older brother found me and got in contact with us. And I'd like to, like to talk to you about it. Two, three months go by, and I haven't done this Ancestry thing. And then my mother calls and says, hey. You need to come to the house. I said, no, not happening. I'm not. Why? Who's dying? No one's dying. Who, someone got cancer? Someone got a disease? No, no, no. I said, if you're breaking up with John, you can't live with me. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, I'm a very straightforward person. Just talk to me. Like, I don't care. Good, bad, and ugly. Tell me what it is. I respect you more, and we can talk and figure that out. And she just wouldn't. So at the time, you know, Jill and I are fairly still new dating. And I'm supposed to go hang out with her and a couple other people. Just if furious that I have to go to Spencer during a, a storm that's supposed to be like, that. could you try again? Hello? What the hell is that? <laughs> we, got, we got, we got ghosts. You have a blue. Here's some information. 
Information about what? Is your phone tied to that? No. Oh. down. Hello? What information did you get? It's not my phone. It's not, not, not my phone. That is odd. You, uh, what kind of hotel are you staying in? Damn. I'm here. The House of Monica? House of Monica's. We got ghosts going on? Well, we got it on the recording. This is going to be the. Highest rated podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> ghost stalking on. Yeah. It's not our fault. It's that I'm here. Yeah. What's here? What is, who is here? <laughs> Talk to us. Damn. Hello? Robot voice. Yeah. We'll just chalk it up to being Aaron. Yeah. Aaron's here. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking with us. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, before so, you get into telling, getting the to Spencer, what would you have done if you did take that ancestry thing and saw that what the fuck like how i don't know because honestly i don't know because it's like you guys are my family i spend more time with you guys than my own family and you know i love my younger brother and now my older brother and i care about him but at the same time they are so different for me than the way they live their life um you know they're friends there it's i don't know what i would have done i would have probably would have reached out to my younger brother first and said hey did you do yours? And like, did you, we found this out. Like we find out like we might have a brother. Like what, like we gotta, we gotta talk to mom and dad, see what the deal is. Mm-hmm. Is it a full brother, half brother? Is it, like I said, my father went to Germany for a couple of years. So who knows where he spread his seed. So. <laughs> <laughs> you had So Josh hadn't done his thing either. No. Nope. Okay. No. So yeah, I really don't know. And then, um, when it wasn't right for her to talk about it, she would have denied or just lied about it. Um, you know, it wouldn't been to like somehow I, I don't really, just don't know how the app works or if you can like reach out to the people or find out what we found out. Um, so my brother, Nate, his wife at the time was a real estate agent. And so she had all the listings for MLS mm-hmm. stuff. So she found that Julie lived 11 minutes away and knew, found out the address and said, you need to, you know, you should, if you knew you, you knew you were adopted when you were 17, 18 years mm-hmm. old. Now, you know, that this is, your mom, you can go meet her. And so he, you know, worked up the courage to do, and I can't imagine, uh, I can't, I wouldn't, I couldn't put myself in that. Cause I know that I'm kind of, I can be a bitter person when it comes to stuff like that. I would just say whatever, but yeah, they gave me up. Fuck them. Yeah. You know, and then talking with my mother and one of the, like the only times I ever see her be like honest about her, her feelings and how much it just has eaten out of her, like the, her whole life, her whole time, like not telling us about him and, wondering what happened to him. And now she has a grandchild and she has him and his wife to be part of the family. And like they, she, she, they spend a lot of time with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pumped that she can be that for him and, and for, for his family. So ex- excited about it. But he, um, he's got a lot of the same interest as my brother and myself when it comes to I was to going like, to say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's weird. It's like a lot of the same music. Likes anime, likes, you know, he's super artistic, like my mother and my brother, like just, um, he, you know, he started making stuff. He started getting into, um, uh, like the 3D molding stuff and painting and making this stuff. And it's incredible. Like the, the amount of detail, like it's, it's so cool. Oh. Um, but finding out that he grew up going to the same places, like going to Ralph's, going to the espresso bar, going to all these little <laughs> music places at the same time we did, you know? And then he said, I wondered why people called me Jesse in my teenage years, in my early twenties. Cause you know, I had the long blonde hair and a goatee and 
you know, he's just like, I always wondered why, but now I know why. Cause you know, we'd go to the shows, <laughs> I'd go to the, go to the same shows and just help the people set up and get going for free and whatnot, but not think, you know, and people, you know, Oh, you think you could adopt a doppelganger. How many times in your life you hear it? Oh, you could adopt a doppelganger somewhere. Right. Not realizing. When you find out it's actually, I got it's an older brother. Your biological older brother. Yeah. It's just <laughs> wild. And even uh, Jill and I's second date, we went to, um, we got free tickets to go to the uh, Muddy Muddy Boston Ska Fest behind the Palladium in Worcester. And so we thought, you know, like, we'll go have some fun. We'll do some people watching, make like a people watching bingo card. We're like, okay, do you got a guy in a leather jacket with uh, patches? <laughs> yeah, my guy. Do you got a guy with a mo, you know, just like, and we were, we just had fun people watching the whole time. But he absolutely loves the Muddy Muddy Boston. Him and his friend hasn't missed like a show in like 12 years. Oh, wow. So what went over the first time and I saw the Palladium ticket with that year. I'm like, you, you went there? He's like, yeah. I was like, that was Jill and I's second date. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I was there. We <laughs> probably passed each other and not even knew it. Right. So it's. Like, who knows how many times that's happened yeah. in life. You know? Probably talking with him and finding this out probably hundreds because of all the tiny little shows that used to go on all the time or even like like Johnny Max all those little shows we used to do mm-hmm. I can't even begin to imagine you know and just for him to be like yeah now I know why people called me Jesse growing up it was you know people thought we you know similar builds similar facial structure um a lot of people in myself I think him and I look more like each other than we look like Josh my younger brother so right. but they they are they're like hand in hand the same when it comes to them. I'm definitely uh, the odd one out. Have you guys, like to what degree have you kind of sat down and just talked about everything about how you were raised, how you grew oh, up? Oh, we've sat, we've sat down and had hours of conversations and just like shot the shit. We, um, even like the first time he, he wanted to meet up and Josh, my younger brother, was like, oh, yeah, we'll meet up with him. We'll meet up with him. Absolutely meet up with him. And me, I'm kind of, I, I'll be more methodical and be like, okay, what's the reason behind this? Out of yeah. all this time, there's got to be some type of weird reason for this. So I thought I sat on it for two weeks. Yeah, we'll meet him, but it's going to be on my terms. So I said, um, we'll meet him at Greater Good this day at this time. So I pick up my younger brother and we get there like a half hour earlier. And he's like, why are we so early? I'm like, because that's just, he's coming to us. We're not coming to him. Like, I, if there's something that's going to be, and it was weird when he walked in immediately. It was like this weird feeling and, you know, call it what you want. You just knew. Like, oh. it was like, it, there was no ill behind it. It was yeah. just. There wasn't an angle being played. He just wanted to meet his brothers. Just wanted to meet his brothers. He wanted to meet some of his family because uh, the family he grew up with is sick, dying, and not really, didn't really have anyone. So it was, he just wanted to meet some, his brothers. Yeah, it was really cool. We're just talking to him. But yeah, we've talked about, uh, like, he grew up pretty well off. It, he didn't really go without he had a lot of stuff, um, but that also being said, um, like most people had, you know, some mental things going on, so anxiety and, you know, depression and stuff like that. But being a little older, you grow up as we did, wasn't talked about. It was like a hush, hush, like just go outside, you ignored it and ignored it. And so like he didn't, wasn't able to get the attention he needed. Now he does, like him and my younger brother both do, but they they get along. And they are, like I said, their artistic ability is amazing. Just a little fine detail stuff they can do. And we they get along real well like i always feel odd like i like enjoy hanging out with him we talk like if we like we do like a oh, we do an anime night we just watch anime and just be geeky and nerdy and talk about you know whatever um and that just feels fine but uh hanging out more than that like it's like i don't know how to do family stuff 
I don't know how to do that. It's just weird. Like I know how to hang out with my friends and just make fun of each other and have a good time and be around them, but I don't know how to be around like quotes family and mm-hmm. just be normal. So he did go to your wedding. Which he was did. Cool. We, yeah. got, we got a chance to meet him at your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I definitely wanted everyone to, to meet him because, you know, it's my family meeting my family. Because my, like I said, right. And his wife's hot shit. She is like, she's right off the boat from Russia, off a plane, off a boat, sounds, you know, <laughs> you know, and right now is a hot topic. So, like, she, she didn't see her mom for like a year and a half. So, she had to go to Dubai and have her mom go to Dubai so she could see her mother and so her mother could see her child. Like, they had to find, find like a mutual place. And it's just like a super sad story because the, uh, the majority of the country does not like what's going on and just they don't support anything. And uh, listening to her talk about it because she's lived it and her parents live there and just the amount of money that the government is taking from the families is is sad. Like, And she can't even just like send money mm-hmm. because the Russian government will just take it. So they have to do it like a like some backwood style. Like it has to go to has to go Venmo to this person. This person has to take it out of, you know, a deposit to an account, take it out of account, and then they have to go here. And then they have to go fucking Hector on the street has to give it to Vlad. And Vlad <laughs> delivers the, it's it's super sad. Jeez. Yeah, but it's, yeah. She, but she, she was uh, like the first person to start dancing at the wedding. Yeah. But yeah, she's, she's cool shit. Nice. Yeah. Nice. She's sister-in-law. Yeah, it's weird to say. It's weird. <laughs> We say, and then um, I have another sister-in-law through Jill, and it's funny because they're both Jills. Jill Hill. So, and then uh, brother-in-law Sean. Well, Sean's good people. Sean's he's good dude. Yeah, he's Sean. Know you're winning too. Yeah, he's he he fits right in with all of us. So he's he's good people. Yeah. Crazy family stuff. I I was working one day, and this blonde guy comes in, and he's he's kind of he's really 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 tan for what is a. A very clearly supposed to be a very pale person, right? He's got that skin tone that's like he sees a lot of sun. I'm like, oh, he's like a fisherman or something, right? And he he sits down at the bar, and it's kind of busier, and he's 20 years older than everybody else that's there. So I'm kind of like, all right, this whatever. I'll, I'll meet him. I'll talk to him because all my coworkers are young, and all these people are young, and I'm like one of the only like bar professionals that's working there. And we kind of strike up a conversation and I go, all right, I got to, I got to start working. And he goes, cool, I'll watch you, which is a weird thing to say to a, a bartender as a, as a dude. Creepy. Very creepy. And I go, okay, whatever. And so I, I just start working and now I see him watching me and I'm a, I've been a stage actor my whole life. And so I, I like an audience. And so I'm kind of showing off a little bit and I do some, I know a little flair. So I did some bottle flips and I, I start cracking it out and he sees me like directing the crowd and like sort of owning my shift. I start I really get into like a good flow state if you guys know about flow states or whatever. So I'm really into it. It's when you see the matrix numbers coming down and you're, and you're, and you're in the zone. Gotcha. So I get into like this flow state for like two hours and I'm crushing. And afterwards I see him, he had moved chairs a couple times or whatever. And he goes, I like the cut of your jib. All right. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. What's that now? And I go, that's a weird thing to say. And it's, it's, but it's a sailor's term. It's like a, it's like a boat thing, I guess. And so he goes, you're an extremely good bartender. I go, thank you. He, tell me about your history. And I tell him a little bit. And he goes, you're about as good as you're ever going to get, right? If you get better at bartending, it will only be incrementally. 
and I've been a career bartender my whole life, and I want to give you a piece of advice. I go, great, what is it? And he goes, you'll never be so good at bartending that a restaurant owner gives you a piece of the restaurant. You'll never get ownership shares. You'll never make a whole bunch more money than you're making at any decent bar, right? Like you've kind of achieved the pinnacle of what you're going to do, right? It's just about where you work. basically telling you, you maxed out a bartender. Maxed. I've maxed the stat, right? But the stat only gets you so far, right? He goes, you have to leverage that max stat into lifestyle now. That's how you need to, that's how you can improve your life is by maxing out lifestyle. I go, sweet, what do I do? And he goes, if you quit your job, I will do three things for you. I will um, bring you down to St. Thomas uh, where I, I have a restaurant and I work. I will let you stay in my house for two months and I'll give you a job at my at my place and I'll introduce you around because it's a very insular, not very insular community. We'll touch on that later. But it's I'll, 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 I'll ease your transition if you want to make this happen. And I said, dude, that sounds like a fantastic idea. He goes, this is my phone number. Call me in a month or two. Because the hurricane had just hit. Uh, Hurricane Irma had just hit the island, really blew it up. I'm sure uh, when you had my wife on, she talked to you about the storms and everything. Yeah. And it was it was every bit as bad as she as she said and probably worse. So he was off island for that. And he was from uh, Georgia and was in town for some reason or another. And so maybe four or five months go by and I, I take him up on his offer and I go down to St. Thomas. He had been there for a while, getting his restaurant back up. I move into his, his place. He picks me up at the airport and uh, he's drinking a beer as he's driving around the <laughs> island, which was a little bit of a shocker. I got used to that real quick. Before you get to that, like yeah, what, what are your thoughts like when you make that call? Like, did you think of, I mean, you, you took four or five months to think about it, right? Yeah. But what, what were you thinking when that first call? I said, man, I'm 26 years old. I have no girlfriend. I have no, I, we had, she had dumped me at that point, by that point. What do I have to lose? This is an adventure. I always knew my whole life since I was in first grade that I wanted to be a father and ha- and have a family in the white picket fence. I always knew that that was, that was the end goal. If I had a vision board, it would have been like leave it to Beaver, right? And so, but I knew that I liked partying too much. I knew that I loved what I was doing. So I said, if I, I'm going to only do this till I, I gave myself till 32. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to go hard till I'm 32. As long as I don't, you know, do anything really stupid, I should be okay. And I said, this is the, a great way to close out this section of my life on the islands till I'm 32. I get f- five, six years maybe of rocking it out on the island. I have this wealth of life experience already. Mm-hmm. I'm about to do so much more. That was the game plan gotcha. mm-hmm. is to really kind of squeeze every, every bit of juice out of that, out of that apricot. Yeah, and why not? Why not, man? Yeah. Why not? Um, and he gave me a place to stay for two months, which I wasn't going to get that anywhere else. No. And so I moved there and he goes, yeah, you can stay for four days. Ooh. Oh, no. Yeah. No bed on the couch. Uh, and he goes, yeah, I lost my job about two weeks ago. Forgot to tell you. So I can help try to find you a job. Oh, shit. Four days on the couch. I had, yeah. So panic mode, panic <laughs> mode, full panic mode. I had 28. Wait, did he tell you that on the phone or did he tell you that when he picked you up? When he picked me up. Holy shit. Jeez. <laughs> As he's drinking a beer in a car. I'm going to make sure this kid gets here, and then I'm going to ruin him. Fifteen. He didn't even give let it go 10 minutes before he told me this stuff. At minute 15, we're driving through the island. I go, to, well, because I said, take me to the restaurant. He 
goes, do you want to go pack your bags off? I go, no, I want to sit at your restaurant and hang out and do a shot with you, dude. I made it to the island. I'm so yeah. hype at this moment. Yeah. I'm, this is like the best day of my life so yeah. far. Oh, it's yeah. gorgeous Caribbean ocean. I took three planes, little pond hopper from Miami and then took from to San Juan. And then I was like... I'm not an Instagram guy. I'm not a social media guy, but I'm like, oh, whoa, this is, this is like the coolest place I've ever been before. Yeah. I land mm -hmm. there. I see my buddy. He's there waiting for me. I don't have to wait. Yeah. He, everybody's there sitting grumpy or whatever with their bags. And fun fact, when you get to St. Thomas, they have like this, this, this greeting service at the one airport that they have. And they have shots of Cruzon rum for everybody who gets off the island. It's the first thing that you do when you get to <laughs> yeah. the island is, cool. is drink booze. Um, there's a statistic world health organization. Uh, St. Thomas is the number one highest consumed liquor per capita on planet earth. <laughs> number two is like Russia. Number three is like Wisconsin, but it's like, uh, uh, St. Thomas, everybody there's boozing up all day long. You force it down your throat when you get off the airplane. That's right, man. That's right. So I go take me to the restaurant. And he goes, yeah, about that. Oh, no. <laughs> don't have, don't have the job. Anymore. And do you have 20 bucks for the gas tank? For real. <laughs> So I, I crashed on his couch for a couple of days. I had $2,800 in my pocket. That was everything that I owned in my life and what I had in my backpack and duffel bag. I took my life with me. And I spent, I found a condo for 45 days that this person gave me their condo for 45 days, living by myself uh, for $2,500. I had 300 bucks on me, which I'm sure I spent in like 15 minutes. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I got this 45 days and I said, all right, Charlie. If you can't make this happen for yourself in 45 days, you don't belong here. I go, this is, this is, the, this is again, the, one of the crucibles of my life. I, I, you figure it out. Figure it out or, or what's the point? No car, no taxi, no bicycle. I hike two and a half miles up down and down the hilly roads to get into a section of the island called Red Hook. And I just start, I have a, like a paper resume in my hand which I later learned is like everybody laughed at me when I handed that in <laughs> to, to these places. And uh, within those 45 days, guys, it was amazing. I, I found a job, which I held down for a year and a half. Nice. I found a place to live, and I met my wife. I met the woman I fell in love with. In 45 at, days. In 45 <laughs> days, man. It was absolutely, it was a whirlwind of a time, and I... It was a very, very special time for me. Nice. I it's, think a lot of great stories start with backs against the wall. Like, yeah. I got to make this happen. Because, I mean, that's that's probably when you just find that extra gear. And, right. And make, like you said, make it happen. Yeah. And I did, man. I, and it's, you know, I didn't finish college. I was never on any sports teams or anything like that. I, I never really faced a whole bunch of adversity, mm -hmm. except for my parents getting sick. But, like, it was, I ended up being able to, to shuck and jive well enough to uh, use my gift of gab and just ended up gotcha. ended up working it, man. It was very cool. Your gift of jib. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about, you know, 45 days you're there. Like how many days until you got a job? Were you there? Was it quick? couple yeah, was, days? Was there week? any panicking or did you pretty much get it? Like, hey, I, I got this. Well, there was a lot of panicking okay. that first day, brother. <laughs> there was a lot of panicking. Yeah. Like, there, was, there was a lot of panicking and there was a fair bit of anger towards that guy Rightf rightfully so fair bit of betrayal fair bit of towards the guy that had truly bait and switched yeah. me super hard when when did you call him to say you were going there because you said he, he's when you got there he lost a job two weeks before that so it was like a week it was oh like, so he already knew he lost his oh he knew <laughs> oh god 
And even even if he hadn't officially lost it, he knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. It was not a. He didn't get yeah. surprised. He was the general manager of a steakhouse. Like he knew that it was going down. And it was. Yeah. It wasn't that he lost his job. The restaurant had closed. Yeah. And, and yeah. And we had talked to your wife. That I think that's what she said. It took years for businesses to recover, and this is shortly after. Yes. The hurricane. So very shortly after yeah. everybody, there's nobody, there's no tourists, right? Right. Everybody, everybody was, was really kind of rebuilding and everybody was really shell shocked from, from what had happened. It's not like I moved there the month after the storm. I moved there the year after the okay. storm, about a year, year and a half. Okay. And when I got there, it was about 40% rebuilt, but yeah, everything was about 40, 45% <clears throat> back. Irma was September of 2017. Yep. So you're there probably somewhere early 2019, you said? Ye October eighteen. October eighteen. Okay. October eighteen I moved there. Nice. And it was gnarly. And there was I was finding it hard to find a job and finding it hard to connect with certain groups of people. And I didn't really understand why until later. But it's all of these people on the island, all the transplants, we'll say, right, that had come from stateside and decided to make their new life on St. Thomas. They're all a very close-knit community, and they had all just gone through this thing together. Mm -hmm. Some of them left, some of them stayed, but everybody was deeply affected. And I'm coming in wet behind the ears, green boy. This look at the water. Yeah. This yeah. is amazing, you guys. There's a look at the beaches. Right. And so when I'm coming here trying to be new kid on the block, it's not just new kid on the block, but it's we just went to war. Yeah. Yeah. And you were not on the battlefield yeah. with us. So what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, after a year, I got a job at this place called Duffy's Love Shack, which is a real famous parking lot bar. It's true, Duffy. Your love shack, <laughs> yes. baby. Works there. I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's why thank he doesn't you, let people call him Thank you, Duffy. Larry, for doing the same. <laughs> right. It was, uh, it was a cool spot. Real party hardy. Ladies drink for free on Wednesdays, which is as huge of a shit show as you can possibly imagine. Nice. And uh, I got that job after about seven days of the island. Okay. Seven, eight days of the island. I started So a week there. of freaking out. I don't know where I'm going to get money. Yeah. To... I don't know where I'm going to sleep. Where... Yeah. 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 Slept on the beach two days. That's awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hurt my back a little bit. But there's, there's, there was a hammock. I found a hammock. And I slept in a hammock for two days. My duffel bag under the thing and then the backpack there. You know. I had to change beaches the second day because they don't like random... <laughs> You know, white dudes from Detroit sleeping on the beach. <laughs> it's kind of not so. Yeah, well, one day is just like, oh, he passed out on the beach. Two days, uh, you're here. Yeah, two days. <laughs> you you got to move it along. <laughs> this is a homeless person now. <laughs> so, yeah, I got that job. And then, what, the second day of my shift, my the guy who runs the the Duffy's Love Shack, his name is Esteban, he takes, he takes me out after my shift. Shift ends, two, restaurant closes 2 a.m., Shut up everything. We're leaving about 2.45. He goes, all right, let's go out. Bar across the street closes at 4. I go, you know, I'll go out for, with you for a minute, you know, maybe till 3, 3.30. But I'm not, you know, then I got to go because I got to, you know, I'm going to sleep at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, no, you're not. I go, excuse me? And he goes, no, you're the new kid at my restaurant. You're the new kid on my island. I'm going to take you out. You're going to stay out with me as long as I stay out. I'm going to see if you can hang, basically, is what it was. And I Give said, you a trial run. You it, know what? Okay, let's do this. I said, let's do this, man. And we gambled and we ripped down Jaeger shots or whatever. And we the bar stayed open till 4 a.m. Then they shut the bar down. 
then we stayed at the bar till about 5, 5.30, because Esteban's best friends with that dude. And then at 5.30, the ferry between St. Thomas and St. John opens up, and there's a bar in the ferry, the ferry dock bar. So we go over to the ferry dock bar. <laughs> we eat hot dogs and drink and gamble until 7.30 in the morning, right? Another couple hours. And then we take a nap on the beach for, like, maybe two, three hours. And then it's back to work. Esteban opens up the restaurant. And this is this guy's lifestyle sometimes. Hardcore stuff, right? So he takes me out again the next night. And at this point, I'm (laughs) bleary-eyed like you wouldn't believe. Red Bull coursing through my veins. And I meet my wife that night. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a story I'm sure she told you. We didn't even get into that, really. No? 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 And it's it's not on her. That's totally on us. Like... When we had Haley on, it was we had the hurricane coming, oh, and yeah. and our, our yeah. whole thoughts were on what did you go through? Yeah. How was what was it like? And she detailed to her like we barely even got into oh no just we, the we taped fun the episode, living yeah on us we taped it on Sunday and I think it was, the hurricane was hitting Tuesday us or Wednesday. Tuesday Wednesday yeah, yeah. so oh wow yep. well, she's the one to talk to about that man. And I think your dad's very interesting. Uh, My dad is a very I didn't interesting know if you needed a. Uh, I grew up in an interesting family. My dad is technically a clown, and I'm terrified of clowns, and it's all because of him. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't wear like the whole clown outfit, but he did tell me he got he has like a clown card. I don't fucking know. <laughs> clown card. He's my dad is like the best guy you'll ever meet. He's sure. he's, he's amazing. Very smart, very funny. I've met him a few times. He's a, he's an awesome dude. Actually, your mom too. Like so. Yeah, had some yeah. My I have great parents. Great times my whole out. family yes. is great, um, and that's why I actually love my tattoo because every time I look at it, it makes me laugh yep. because of that day, but also it makes me think of my family. Um. But so my dad started juggling when I was a kid and then my whole family started juggling as a kid when I was a kid. And um, we went to juggling conventions and my dad is the remarkable Zentko. That is his stage name. He still performs. Now he does magic as well. Do you know how to juggle? Um, I used to be okay. I was better on a unicycle. God, it's so embarrassing to admit. Okay. Yeah. um, But a lot of my family does still... Not really. I don't want to say perform, but they'll do like They're some still events. in the business or still someone in there. <sighs> yeah. It's so embarrassing. When you're a teenager, like that's not what you want to be known for. Um, Are you familiar f- with, do you know Nate Bergazzi? I do He's know Nate Bergazzi. You know, his- Isn't he coming here like this weekend or something? If he is, I'm pissed that I missed that yeah, one. How do we miss that? <laughs> Damn it. No, he's definitely going to. Shit. Am I thinking it? I think it was no, several weeks ago. No, no, I'm ago. thinking of Burt Kreischer. Yeah, you're uh, right. Nate, Nate, I think it was several weeks ago. Yeah, it's been a little we while. Missed. So his I dad to see him. also, I think his one of his comedy CDs is Son of a Clown. <laughs> better, his dad better is, than Son of Gary by Dan Soder. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But his dad's essentially the exact same. Yeah, and it's wild. I don't know. So my dad um, worked for the same company. He worked for a bank since before I was born. He's been there um, over 40-something years, obviously. And um, they actually, he's retiring this week. Friday's his last day. Yeah, Congratulations. He's he's had a countdown going on his phone for the last two years. I don't blame him. My dad's young. My dad's only, how old am I? 42. My dad's 62. So, um 
he, he's worked there forever and they do a variety show every, I don't remember if it's every year or every two years. So he always performs and that's how he kind of got started into juggling. He started with this act. Um, so then my grandma also juggled. Like my I grandma got into it. Juggling my, conventions are up. Oh, they juggle. That's what they do. So yeah, so that was fun. I only went to the convention once. It was one because I used to be in Columbia, Missouri, which was actually it's where Mizzou is. So it's this cute little hippie town, and it would be right there at the college um, campus, and they have this cute little shopping area, and that's really all I remember about it. And people like riding around on their unicycles and juggling, and <laughs> along my with dad, you, right? yeah. my dad used to do fire eating until he burnt his face really bad one time. Oh. Yeah, because well, if you dribble any of the um, lighter fluid out, it, it yeah. ended up. Yeah, he burned. Yeah, that is, that is really risky. I think after that he might have stopped doing fire eating. I don't really remember, but make good decisions. <laughs> My dad's that guy, man. He knows everything about everything, and he'll try anything. It seems like so. He, he's a good guy. He's a lot of fun. When we grew up, when I was growing up, he would take us to all the. I say us, but it was really me. And like my uncle was a year older than me, so we kind of grew up together. Not my brother was three years younger than me, so he didn't really go. But we would go. We had a small theater mm-hmm. in Peoria, and we had all these bands in the '90s, and I mean, we'd go, and it was the best venue because it was small, and that's back mm-hmm. when like mosh pits were fun, not like we're gonna, be, <laughs> not like, a, not like a limp biscuit mosh pit, you know. It was like the fun, jumping, everybody's having a good time, and we can, you know, um, body surf mosh pits, and it's okay. Um, towards the end, I kind of got away from that because all the people started feeling me up, and it got weird. <laughs> um, and I'm like. I might be 17, but I look 14. Please stop. <laughs> um, so, we, like, we saw so many great bands there. Yeah. And he got me kicked out of Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, Smashing Pumpkins. So he got to stay for that one, but I sat out on the steps downtown, so that was He fun. got you kicked out? He got me kicked out, and he swears he didn't, but he is the one. So most of these bands at the time <laughs> were not as popular when we saw them. So, like... We saw Veruca Salt, which was fucking awesome. The Muffs opened for them. They were so good. We saw the Muffs. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the Muffs? No. He called me Dat Muff forever. He still calls oh, me Dat Muff. That's funny. But <laughs> no, the Muffs are this like wild. I, I love angry girl music. <laughs> and they were like, you know, Veruca Salt. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. so they opened for Veruca Salt. So you can imagine what they were like. But I was watching that 90s show the other day, and the first episode opens up with a Muffs song. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and she's got a Muffs poster on the wall. And I'm going, oh my God. I'm texting my dad. I'm like, I thought you and I were the only ones who still knew who they were <laughs> and still listened to them. Um, we saw Sponge. I got on stage and oh, Sponge. Nice. That was yeah. fun. Um, Bloodhound Gang and Goldfinger was like the funnest concert. Man, I love Goldfinger. I yeah. love Goldfinger, but Bloodhound Gang was so much fun. <laughs> Violent Femmes was awesome. Like Isn't we that just, the ones with the fucking like animals. Remember that song? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it's we called saw, the Bad Touch. The Bad Touch. <laughs> I can't remember if we saw them before or after that came out though. I'm like I'm saying, this was like no, the that's, '90s. That's the name of the song. <laughs> it's called the Bad Touch. Is it? Yeah. Or you were they you doing like me, they baby, do on the Discovery Channel? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I didn't know it was called that. Okay. So anyway, so the Smashing Pumpkins coming at the time they were big, right? Yeah. And this is a tiny little venue. Have you been to the Tampa Theater? No. Okay. No. It's smaller I know than it that. I know you're not. It's like that, but smaller. Um, so what they did is they set up security gates at the front so people couldn't get from the mosh pit to the stage. There was a, probably about five feet, and then they had all these big burly security yeah, yeah, guards. Yeah. So my dad lifts me up to body surf, 
and <laughs> my dad was fun. That's man. a great sentence. He partied. He partied my with dad us. Up to Not like drinking and shit, but at my house um but you know he we always had a good time so he lifts me up to body surf and the guys just send me straight over and into this big yeah, old burly security guard's arms and yeah. out i went he's like uh, you're out and i was like fuck i had to sit outside like downtown what? peoria which is not a good thing like i because your dad they, stayed for the rest of the show yeah. he did <laughs> he didn't well he didn't know um, and then, so they put me out, and it goes out into an ollie, and I had to like go down and around. Luckily, the homeless in my neighbor or in my town were like famous. It was Willie, <laughs> so famous. the one guy, the one homeless guy who was famous. We all knew him. He was harmless. He's kind of like uh, Crazy Chris. Oh yeah, I haven't seen him in a while, but yeah, something Willie. Willie Willie York was his name. He passed away recently, I think. Anyway, so I go around, and I'm like, well, I'll go sit out on the front steps. I'm like, Matt gets kicked out. My uncle Matt, like I said, he was a year older than me. He got kicked out of every show we went to for one reason <laughs> or another. So I was like, Matt will be out here before long, and he did. He came out. So you got kicked out because you went. Too far body surfing? Yep. That's it? Because you have no control. Yeah. Like, you're yeah, out no there. Yeah. Like, literally, I went up, and it went boop, 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 and out. You're and going you're, where you're the people out. send you. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but it was a good that time. That sounds like your fault. Totally my fault. How dare I? <laughs> Fucking Smashing Pumpkins. I actually had an opportunity to go see the Smashing Pumpkins with him again um, when I was in Peoria in May. Because um, he goes to, it's called Summer Camp. It's this three-day-long festival. And he wanted me and Emily to go, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm not. Everybody there is drinking all day, on drugs all day, and I just am I'm not in that hippie scene anymore. Like, I don't want to go yeah. sweat with the masses and use porta potties that have been there <laughs> for three days. I was like, I just dad, I can't do it. And Emily yeah. definitely is not. Emily is bougie as hell. She's <laughs> she's like, I asked her, I was like, You wanna go to this with the grandpa? And she's like, Hell no. He's like, really? He's like, I'd buy you guys tickets. We go see the Smashing Pumpkins. I was like, yeah, I don't have great memories of the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> I got thrown out, remember? Yeah. I got thrown out for nothing. Fuck those pumpkins. <laughs> but uh, but we, my mom and I went and picked him up, and he was trashed. And I found out later he had done gummies, too. So yeah. he was a mess. It was so funny. I was like, I'm so glad I didn't go. He's like, yeah, I just danced around with hippies all day. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with you? Because I know a lot of people that still go to that event, but it was like the hippie guys in high school, you yeah. know, that you know, smoked weed all day and whatever. Right. It's like, yeah, dad, that's not really my scene. I, I like <laughs> running water and working toilets. <laughs> yeah. So I don't like and to clean be toilets. uncomfortable. Clean toilets, yeah. <laughs> and a bidet. Don't know if you know this about you, me. You're married to I'm... the Willie Mays of bidets. Probably the funnest part about it is the fact that they, they've been around for uh, some funny, weird stories and situations <laughs> that have happened. Like, uh, so Matt and Phil uh, were... <laughs> So Matt and Phil were were in the bar one night. It was, a, it was an extremely slow night. So like the the craziest stories I have at the bar typically include somebody just being hammered that had to be kicked out, and you know nobody likes to be cut off and kicked out of a bar, but that happens. Sorry, Duff. No, 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 no. He he. Th- that did not happen with them. I was in St. Augustine. Come on, and that <laughs> yeah. wasn't even my. That wasn't even my no, that fault. Andy's that was Andy's fault. fault, and nobody was drunk. Oh man, I was <laughs> dead. So oh, we'll tell you that later. I haven't even heard this story. We'll, we'll talk oh, about that. Boy. Um, outside of just somebody being too drunk, the, the craziest story has ever happened. Matt was there and, and Phil was there that night. We get this, uh, this gentleman in, in the bar one night. He originally comes in wearing jeans and a wife beater t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> and 
I don't want to make assumptions, but it seemed like the woman that he walked in with was a lady of the evening. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it that way. She she seemed like a lady of the evening, yeah. and you know, he just uh, met her uh, up up in our uh, up in our little uh, little old town of Odessa, neck we, of the woods. Yeah, we, we don't typically get things like that going. So anyway, they walk in, and they initially put up the biggest red flag that I get, and they go, "What's the highest alcohol beer you have on tap?" <laughs> Because normally that's a big red flag when somebody walks in and asks that. But anyway, they you know they get their beer, they go over. Well, no, no, no. Wait a second, because mm-hmm. there's a part of this where they ask you what the highest alcohol content is, and you didn't say the that's highest. That's right. That's right. You're right. You're and right. Phil looks over, and goes, "Nope, yeah. no, the 11's <laughs> higher content." So like, yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. I was Austin lying. made sure that he didn't tell the the strongest beer. On that's right. Until- I was. I was lying. Phil corrected I him. was lying to them. Yeah. And then you see uh, Austin just looks over at Phil and I like, gave him a, fuck, guys. Gave him a, I gave Phil a death stare. Yeah, because I, I could tell that they were probably going to be a problem as, as soon as they walked in. And, yeah, they asked me. And, and Phil, like typical Phil, he's like, oh, no, no, no. You, like, you yeah. want that one over there. You want the Imperial Stout over there. <laughs> so, so, anyway, they, they, they get that beer. <laughs> they, they end up going with that. And they go and sit in our kind of like little secondary a loungy, area loungy area. dining room. There is a the couch. <laughs> There's a couch to the point where I almost even forgot they were over there. And uh, so we're, we're over there, Matt, uh, me, Matt and uh, Phil are just kind of hanging out talking. And then they come back around and their, their glasses are empty. And uh, they're like, they need, you know, probably they need another beer or whatever. At this point, again, I'm nervous about serving them because, I mean, we're close to closing time at this point. The guy walks out of the bar. He walks out the front door, goes out of the parking lot, all right, <laughs> which is weird. He well, this time he went out the front door. We'll, we'll preface that. He, he goes out the front door, and he goes out the front door, I assume to go to his, his car. He comes back in, and again, remind you, when he walked in the first time, he was wearing jeans with a wife beater. He comes back in the bar. The wife beater is gone now, and he's just wearing... Like a trench coat. <laughs> no, it was a suit jacket. <laughs> or like a suit jacket. Yeah. He's now, no shirt under it. No shirt under it. He's now just wearing a suit jacket. Comes back into the bar. And at this point, we're all trying to laugh about it, but not in front of them. Because it is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And so we're all laughing about it. And uh, I, I think they get like a like another beer. They they go for yeah. like a wheat or something. They go for something a little lower ABV. And I said, okay, you, get, you know, one more beer. But I told them like, hey, we're closing soon, so I'm gonna, you know, this is the last beer, unfortunately, yada yada. So they have that, and again, they're they're being they're they're being the weirdest thing, and they they become best friends with or. Uh, We're just kind of egging him on just to make it more awkward. I want to say his name was James or something. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, they're egging them on, but at the same time becoming, like, friends with them. They're having a conversation. (laughs) Phil and Matt are. They're they're having a conversation. And uh, so, anyway, you know, they they finish their beer. Thank God they leave. Like, they're gone. we thought they left. (laughs) We thought they left. And it's like, okay, thank God they're gone now. I don't have to worry about them. I would say a good half hour yeah, to half 45 hour. minutes later, hour, at, yeah, least, at least, we have a back door to the bar, too. The guy comes back in the back door, just randomly walks in, and it's like, hey, can, uh, okay, uh, can I get another beer or something? I was like, no, man, we're, we're shut down. He goes, yeah, I've just been playing with the cats out back. 
Because there's yeah. a bunch of stray cats that live near our dumpsters out back of the place. <laughs> he goes, I, I've been playing with the cats out back, man. Like, they're they're... Like they're a lot of fun. Like, you I think know, you yeah. discovered you looked out the back door, like, and you saw him playing yeah. near the dumpsters with cats. What, <laughs> by the way, woman's gone. Whoa, whoa, woman, yeah, yeah, woman's gone now. She, she's gone. She's she's completely gone. Rightfully so. He's on back and, playing with cats. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Well, we thought he left 45 minutes ago, and he, he like he's just out back, like hanging out with the stray yeah. cats out back. And and so <laughs> he took a picture of the menu. Guys, this place is cool. Yeah. You guys, you guys have a card, and yeah. Austin's like, eh, I don't know if you said you did or you didn't. But then he takes a picture of the menu with his yeah. phone, and then he he leaves, and we never see him again. Yeah. So Austin then locks the back door, and where <laughs> Phil and I were sitting, I can lean back and see the back door, and Austin's behind the bar. He can't see it. So like after about five minutes goes by, I just like like look over to Austin with this feared look in my eye. I'm like. He's at the back door again. <laughs> I was just and kidding. He wasn't. But he's like, going to kill us. And I was going to say, like, as a bartender, that scares the shit out of me. Because now I'm like, oh, no. Like, I'm going to have to deal with this guy again. Like, he's becoming more and more of a problem. Um, <laughs> I find out he's like, he's just pulling a, pulling a joke on me. Yes. Like, like with that. Yeah. And now that guy's a regular. He's part of the brew crew. But, well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, ne- never saw the guy again. But... So Matt had come straight from work that night. Oh, yeah. So when that guy was finally set and gone and he left, Matt was was in a suit when he walked in. He was just in, like, suit pants and a, and a button-down shirt. I already know where this goes. So after this guy is finally gone, he leaves. Matt goes out to his car, takes off his shirt, puts on a suit jacket, and walks back in the bar. Classic <laughs> so now, tough move. So now he's sitting in the bar wearing nothing but a suit jacket and, and uh, that's a good picture pants. of that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phil and I. Oh man, we gotta get we gotta you got that picture? It's somewhere around. Oh, I need that picture. Send it. Somebody we'll, t- we'll it wasn't me who took it. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on the brew uh, Facebook page. There you go. <laughs> Send it to me too. We'll put uh, yeah. it in the post with all the other pictures we sent out. Oh, oh, man. Next koozie. Yeah. Next koozie. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, uh, but yeah. Hey, that, that's the thing is like you know I, everybody has like crazy stories about bartending, but relative, I, I really don't have that many crazy stories. It's just such a small town, you know. Yeah. There's not a lot that goes on there. That's probably the. Cra- oh wait, hold on. No, I got one more. It's a quick one, and one that just pissed me off. So, so I've been working there for four years. The only other time that, and it's still the only time that I almost ever went off on a customer. Like I, I was <laughs> this close to just like. Fuck my job. I'm just going to go off <laughs> on this guy. So I get this guy in the bar one time, and, you know, he gets his first beer. We get some people every now and again, including, like, like brew crew especially. They're like, hey, just use the same glass, like, when I go to refill mm-hmm. them another beer. Uh, we, we don't do that. Uh, you know, it's always a new glass. It's always, you know, fresh, clean, you know, yada, yada. I get this guy in here, and, and he had an accent to him. He was a, he was a foreign dude. Uh, I'm standing near the taps, and he goes, hey, let me get another one. I said, yeah, I got you. And I grabbed a new glass. And he, he said, oh, no, no, just use, you, you know, use the same glass I'm using. And I said, ah, don't worry about it. I'll just, I'll use a fresh glass for you. Because technically we're not supposed to use glasses again. Mm-hmm. It's like a health code thing. Like we're supposed to use new glasses. But, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm already standing over there. And I said, ah, no, don't worry about it, man. I'm, I'll just, I'll, I'll use a fresh glass for you. So I pour his beer and I bring it back over to him. And when I go to put it on the bar top right next to him, he like leans in and essentially like grabs my hand as as I'm as I'm leaning into him, and he goes, "Here's the deal." And as, as soon as he said that, 
Like, all right, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> he goes, now, the reason I wanted you to use the same glass is because every time you clean this, it puts, like, cleaning solution on the glass, and it affects the flavor of the beer. So if I get another one, I want you to use my same glass. I was this close. I was this close to going off on this dude and just telling him, all right, well, if you want another, if you want another beer, get the fuck out of my bar, and yeah. you can go somewhere go else. Get it somewhere else. Yeah. And, and it's just funny because, like, the glasses that we use, the sanitizer that we use, it's like everything's clean and fresh every time we use it. There's no cleaning solution. I don't know what damn European country he came from where, <laughs> like, he's like, oh, yeah, maybe they're using, like, Dawn dish soap, and it, like, that the beer tastes like Dawn dish soap. But he, he just, he gave me that shit about, no, like, next time you pour a beer, you're going to use the same glass. And it's like, I just so bad wanted to be, like, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I was like, you're in my bar right now. <laughs> you know, what like, did you actually say to him? Uh, so, Especially when he puts his hand on you. I'd be like, excuse so me. So he had, he had two women with him. And when he did that, both women, like, kind of grabbed him, said, like, stop. Like, like stop. This happened don't, before. Don't do yeah, He's probably, you know, a, he's I, probably I an you. asshole and he's drunk. I, I guarantee you. I yeah. bet you, like, he's probably done that before. And so, like, both went, like, like, stop doing it. I walked to the back. I took a breather. And I came back out. And they closed out and left. Cool. So, like, that's how that situation ended. Okay. But in, in four years that I've been working at the bar, that was the closest mm. I've ever come to what I would say is a breaking character, mm. like of me being a bartender and, you know, not, not so much that I put on like a facade when it's like serving people. Right. But that was almost the first time I broke character and was like, get the fuck out of my bar right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like. Um, all under the OE wheels umbrella. We all work together there. This wholesale sales reps. So, um, yeah, Jim, you've been in the, you've been in the industry. Uh, you said, so you said on and off for a long time. On and off, I mean, the last uh, several years, um, I have been working for a ministry in the Knoxville, Tennessee area, managed the processing department, then actual uh, retail department at, uh, for a thrift store, for a ministry that had 23 thrift stores that supports their ministry, which is addiction recovery programs, um, battered women and children shelter, and feeds and houses the homeless that was after uh what i alluded to earlier of spending uh, several months in jail on a drug possession charge in the state of georgia oh, man. um i've had uh some substance abuse issues over my lifetime uh, i've gone straight clean for 10 years before but uh yeah i uh, in my late 50s um, picked it back up unfortunately well I was living in the state of Georgia there, and the state of Georgia does not play. Um, <laughs> I, I was arrested with remnants of methamphetamine in a baggie, um, approximately $1.50 worth, and they Get put me on town. felony probation. Uh, went to one probation department meeting, whatever you want to call it when you get called in, and uh, failed the drug test, you know, pee dirty, as we like to call it, uh, out on the streets. Never went back because I never got clean. Ran for about six months to a year and got picked up on a brake light being out. Uh, I had to move counties because they knew me too well in the small county I lived in in Georgia. <clears throat> Anyhow. Did you know um, your taillight was out? Did not. It oh. was working that morning before we left because we checked every day. I was going to say, yeah. 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 But do you know you were running? Oh, I knew I was running. 
I was ripping and running. <laughs> but uh, Cartier lives on the run. Yeah, I well not anymore, <laughs> but I did then. And uh, amen. But um, yeah, so I got picked up, and uh, after keeping me in jail for about two months, and everyone from the arresting officers to the jailers um, told me that they were going to put me on back on probation since it was my first probation violation. But uh, they did not. They did not. They offered me six months in prison for a dollar fifty worth of methamphetamine or a year-long addiction recovery program. I am blessed to say that while in jail, um, I started reading the Bible. Um, I was tired of the life. I was wanting to make changes and met a pastor, Pastor Don Coffey, um, out of Stockbridge, Georgia, who would come to our jail, and he helped get me into a uh, Christ-centered, Christian-based addiction recovery program, and the best move I ever made, and I'm blessed to be back in the industry, blessed to be working with great guys like you, and blessed to be feeling Thank good, course. and I want to thank you guys and everyone at OE Wheel for just accepting me with open arms, um, and um, after being gone at the industry for seven years, really working with me, it's... Uh, it's been a great time. I love you guys. Yeah. And Jesus yeah. loves you, too. Likewise, Cartel. It's a pleasure to have you back. It was, uh, it was exciting knowing that you were coming back. And I didn't know the whole story, but I also think that whether it was for a buck 50 or not, you know, it worked out, right? Amen. Did yeah, you guys work together before? Yeah, uh, we did. Okay. Oh, Bricks yeah. has okay. some good I'm stories. I'm just trying to look for context for, ye- for years. Like, so. yeah. Bricks has good stories yeah. about me fall- falling asleep after uh, too many uh, oxycodones at my desk. Yeah, typing away. <laughs> still typing. Oh, he still, still slams typing the keyboard. Asleep. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. I can and I'm him. loud. I can hear yeah. him banging on the keyboard in Tennessee from Florida. So. Well, <laughs> One thing we don't hear anymore is the uh, the foot tap, you know. Oh, I don't have the mat anymore. The foot tap still goes on. I'm tapping it now, but that's central nervous system damage from the cocaine use of the 1980s. (laughs) (laughs) One of my best friends, one of my best friends who worked for me when I had my own wheel company, um, had put a pencil to it, and he has come up with over five hundred thousand dollars of my own money that I've spent just on cocaine. Nineteen eighties dollars or um, current yeah. day? Well, that's, that's a good question. question. Yeah. That's a real yeah. Nineteen eighties to nineteen ninety four. Oh, wow. Yeah. How long were you at OE Bricks? How long have you been there? Uh, I've been there seven years now. Seven years. So yeah. you're you're twenty twenty sixteen. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yep. And when did you leave? The last I, time. Um, I, I started originally in two thousand seven. Um, I was the only person doing wholesale when they went after wholesale. Still that, are. that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and left uh, about a year later. And um, then the last time I worked there, I left in December of 2015. 2015. Yep. Oh, so you guys only had a very small crossover then. Yeah, the whole year because I started in. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm about to turn eight years in okay. uh, March. So you're early 15, yeah, and you left late in 15. Okay, so you guys have yeah, but well, that felt like like 15 years. Oh sure, yeah, those, in yeah. cartel years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was there was a lot of exposure. Bricks's office Absolutely. was uh, right outside where my desk was, so there was yeah. a lot of uh, exposure oh, you were over there. And, and, and interaction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I got it. some of them. He was 
conscious some other times. <laughs> some other other times, he wasn't conscious, yeah. but he was there. But, but the beautiful thing is, when, even when I wasn't conscious, uh, you know, he you still outsold you. Yeah, he, he had to be <laughs> tuned oh, in to know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Bricks used to. He was times. the TPMS rep at the time, so I was. Yeah. You, it wouldn't be much of a sales competition there. No, no, no not no. at all. No, no. 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 Well, it still not isn't. even now. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. I'm still not. Yeah, our, our, <laughs> and another thing too, our company has a very you know kind of family feel. So when we're going to bring somebody in, Lance, the owner of the company, will have a lot of people interview sure. this new potential hire. Right. And so I've heard a lot of stories in three years before we rehired Cartil. And some of the stuff I heard, and then, you know, we get the email that goes out to everybody with an e- with a interview schedule. And I'm like, we're, 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 we're interviewing this guy? <laughs> Come out of the bathroom. What's the residue on your nose, Cartil? Sleep. <laughs> True story. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Some of the stories, and then you know, you sit down with them, and I'm like, I didn't know where to start. McAdoo's sure. in the interview. He knew you before. He did as well. And and Mac talks to me before, and, and he's like, so what I did is I went through Google and I got some interview questions. And I'm like, Mac, you know the guy. Why? What do you mean you're going to ask him where he sees himself in five years? <laughs> like, that's not the type of interview this is going to be. Like, for me, I wanted to get to know who you are now today. Amen. And Thank you. I'll tell you what. This, from the stories I've heard, it's 100% not that guy. Well. So, I mean, uh, the charm and the likability and the well-spoken and the hard worker, absolutely. Well, that, that's always been there. That, that's it's always yeah, been that's there. True. I'm saying yeah. that part of it is still there. Right. Sure. Yeah. And that, but and that's the other great stuff. To see. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Because well, that, 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 they didn't fade away. No. That, no. Oh, so it was, uh, no. yeah, it was great to see. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of joy with uh, having a personal relationship with Jesus. Sure. I had a lot of joy before, just kind of a joyous person, but there was a lot of pain, obviously. Were um, you... Right. You know, younger days, like back college, were you, uh, did you go to church at all? Did you ever get baptized or any of that younger? I actually, uh, um, like you gentlemen, um, grew up Catholic. I actually went to Catholic uh, school up till grade five, but I got away from church and I would call myself up until three years ago, agnostic, really questioned the uh, existence of God. And uh, there are things that happened um, that that definitely showed me that there is the existence of God. And uh, um, but um, getting back to what you were saying earlier, Larry, about Scott McAdoo, Scott Mercado. Yeah. Mikado. Well, some people say Mikado. Others say Mikado. Yeah, Bricks, how does your phone say it? Yeah, let's ask Google. Yeah, yeah. we got to we got to call she, him and have him call me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, he was actually one of the first people, and sometimes it takes a while, you know, when you were wanting to make changes in your life, when you're wanting to, um, when you, when you want spirituality in your life, and you're questioning, you know, your relationship with God. Sometimes it takes a while for it to really seat and for it to develop. And Scott was actually one of the first people that got me thinking about my personal relationship with Jesus back in 2015. And uh, I told him that. Did he, like, sit down and talk with you about that? Yeah, he had. Yep, back when I was there and I was uh, in the middle of my addiction. He had talked to me several times. And uh, um, I love Scott. Uh, He's a brother. 
and uh, um, I really appreciate, you know. Um, and I told him that in the interview because he was one of the interviewers, and I told him, I said, you're one of the people got me thinking about my relationship with God. Yep. And there are several people, and but he certainly is one of them. Matt Mack is definitely one of the most genuine human beings. Sorry, Duff, I know you don't know most Sorry, of these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he's definitely a genuine, nice guy, mm-hmm. really cool dude. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's got himself his life set up that he loves, you know, Rancho Sir. de Macadoo <laughs> in, in, in Espanol. <laughs> well, and if you guys <laughs> ever like want to expand yeah. your podcast to like five or six hours, he'd be a great one to bring in. Yeah, he can talk. <laughs> and you know what? We've already talked to him. He'll be a future podcast guest for sure. It might be a two or three parter because... Like you said. Right, for one episode. (laughs) (laughs) The man has, like, the least amount of phone calls of any of the sales guys, but twice the talk time. Yeah, that's so true. That's no, so that true. would actually be me. Oh, you just got the least in the least. <laughs> Ouch. I'm, I'm convinced Bricks is sending true text messages and smoke signals. <laughs> So you've lived a lot of places. Um, you no, no, he's lived everywhere. He's lived everywhere. Yeah, not just a lot not of places. Not true, but if I have there's a building a in the city, he's lived there. Yep. Yeah, and opened the account. <laughs> oh. well, he was telling me before the episode, like Worcester, Mass, was one of his sales areas because yeah. he lived in Connecticut. I'm going, are you Yeah, we talked you about that. Me? We talked about that, too. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, the podcast before the podcast, bro. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I worked... Uh, for Trans Wheel, which is now part of LKQ. And uh, I, for Trans Wheel, had lived in Maryland, Tampa, and then uh, Manchester, Connecticut. And uh, when I lived in Connecticut, um, basically all of New England was our sales territory. Um, we had a company in New England that got bought out by a competitor. And uh, they were our arm of distribution. In fact, our phone number rang into them through all of New England. And then when our competitor bought them out, we had to set up a, a sales office fast because we had a plant there to support them. So uh, <clears throat> I ended up moving to Manchester and uh, um, coming from Tampa. Now, I am originally from the Detroit, Michigan area. Mm-hmm. Go blue. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, it it uh, it was still culture shock with weather because <laughs> I mean it was uh, two feet of snow on Halloween. Were, were you happy there. about that move back, or did, I mean, you said you, you grew up in Detroit till what fifteen? You moved to Tampa. You went to college at USF. Right now, you're. Was that right back to uh, Connecticut? Was that the next move? Duff, or? you're not moving back to Massachusetts, okay? Stop I, with the questions. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is wearing a Celtics hat. Or now a Bruins it's a, hat. It's a green Bruins hat. Yeah, a green it's Bruins a hat. Well, with, it's, a, it's a With a clover hat. on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, actually, when I was a year into the industry um, and went to work for the gentleman who I signed up at the health club, he expanded, and I had a um, girlfriend who had moved to Denver, Colorado, and I was still talking to her. And uh, her name wasn't Maria, right? It was not. <laughs> you lived in Connecticut, Maria from Connecticut. And so I, 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 I did move to uh, to Denver in 1985, um, 86 actually, and uh, lived there for a year. 
And uh, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Learned how to ski because I didn't learn how to ski yeah. at age 15 up in Michigan. So uh, I'm not saying I was good at it, but I learned how. And then came back to Florida. And then... Uh, hey, we don't ski down here. Water ski. <laughs> but uh, then moved to New Jersey in the late 90s. <laughs> what, part? Wow. what part of New Jersey? Wayne, New Jersey. What's that near? It is near New York. It's about uh, 15 miles from New York City. Okay. And near Bergen County, Tony Soprano. And uh, <laughs> so it was, uh, uh, it, I actually really ended up liking New Jersey. It, it took a while to grow on me. The, uh, you know, the left turn. The left turn. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's the first person that ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the best. I lived in New Jersey and I liked it. It's it's what? This, Metro New York is the best food in the world. I, I do hear that there's a lot yeah. of good food. In yes, sure. It was the best food in the world. I mean, I really did. Even my my um, ex-wife, who I'm still good friends with, she uh, moved there. Had never really been outside of Florida much, and she's a true Floridian. And uh, she ended up liking it too. But it did take a while to to um, wear on both of us. But to then wear, went back. Wear, that, then went from that's there. That's a to, ringing endorsement. It wore on us. And <laughs> finally well, liked it. It, it, it's different. I mean, it, 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 the people are different. They're busy. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's busy. Um, everyone's in a hurry. Everyone yeah. is in a hurry. It's Much a like it life. is here now compared to how it used to be. Here. Well, it's because those people are moving here. Yeah, yes, right. sir. You're right. <laughs> but uh, from there, I went to uh, Hagerstown, Maryland for a year, about 70 miles. Um, west of dc and then down to florida for several years and then went to connecticut and you're all over the place yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> georgia this is i now live in tennessee and this is actually my second time in tennessee mm-hmm. it's a much more enjoyable now time aren't you moving time. back to florida this year i am the rumor is i'll be moving back <laughs> the room the rumor is the, the uh, post office must hate you like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Four well, six yeah. different addresses. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many stamps on every single piece of mail he gets. They, Where is he now? They're not they're not fans. Yeah. Um but I especially since I moved back to the same address in Tennessee that I left from, they're they're all oh, confused. Okay. We could have saved one of those sta- we could have saved two of those stamps by you not leaving at all. But uh, Sir, what are you running from? Yeah. Exactly. Oh if I have to say one, I would say Aerosmith. Just because of the wand song. <laughs> For the I, audience, it seems it. like an inside joke. It is. Yeah. It is. Pricks it is. likes to sing instead of Janie's got a gun, it's Cartel's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he sings that around the office all day. And I can't carry a gun. I'm but a it, convicted felon. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes it so much better. Yeah, I'm trying to get my civil rights for civil rights. has got a No, he doesn't. Stop saying that. that out loud. Please take it back. Yep. Take it back in public. Don't put this on record. <laughs> Gentlemen, it was my pleasure. You had a good time. Thank you. Yeah, Cheers. Thank you for safe doing travels. It, Appreciate it. Yep. Glad to hear you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate this that. This is fun. He's making a comeback June 1st. June 1st, coming back. I'm going to hold you to it. He'll be back on the podcast. Don't worry. Amen. Yeah.